What's up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer and Joe Geary, and we are your hosts of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Joe, how you doing today? Doing good. How about you? Doing really well. First uh, first episode of the year. We'll yeah. wait, but we're back. Kicking off 2023. Hope you guys had a good new year. Hope you're getting your new year going really, really well. And today we wanted to touch a little bit on standards within your organization. So what are standards? Why are standards important? What can standards do for you? How can standards hurt you? If you think about it, your standards, your corporation, your company, your business, the people that work with you, everything rises and falls based upon standards. So when you're thinking about standards, you need to one, think about what standards do you have in place for your organization if you're running a company. And the way you can form your standards really is by starting your standards with when you start, let's just use real estate because that's the space we're in. When you start off as a real estate agent, a solo real estate agent, what standards do you have for yourself? So, Joe, like, what standards do you have for yourself? Uh, currently or when I started off? Uh, when you started off. Currently, all of it. I think just when I started off, just, I think currently and even now, it's just, it's a job. It's a, it's not just a job, it's a career. And you have to treat it like that. You have to treat it like a business. And I think that's a big standard because a lot of people just treat it as like kind of a pastime or they treat it like, oh, it's just a job. I just show up, do it, you know, do a little bit here, go home and then repeat. Where if you actually treat it like a career, you have to have that standard for everything. It's, hey, I'm actually going to treat this like a job, a career every single day. I'm actually going to show up and do what I need to do and have a list of things that I need to execute on and hold the line on and not just show up and kind of half-ass it and then go home and then repeat that. Yeah, I agree with that. And so if if that's one of your standards, and that was one of my standards too, really, for, for our company, it's that ever since I was early on, it was treat it like a real job. If you treat this like a real profession, you're going to make real money. So if that's a standard I live by, that's a standard Joe lives by, and as the company's been built over the years, that's a standard that we expect other people to live by as well. So now, if, if let's say that's one of your standards um, for everyone listening, and you want to start an organization where you expect everyone to show up, and let's say people don't show up. All right, let's say you have an expectation for everyone to show up for an 8 a.m. meeting every day, a sales kickoff meeting, and somebody doesn't show up. What do you do? So now, because now they're not upholding the standard that you have set in place to help move the organization forward, and what tends to happen is when people don't live up to the standard, the leader has two choices. They either step up and say something, or what oftentimes happens is they pull back and don't say anything. And they let the standard slip. And then what happens is that person, the standard starts to slip because this, this, your first person is not showing up. But what happens? The other people in the room take notice to that. Well, Jimbo over here doesn't show up, so why do I need to show up? Maybe now I could sleep in a little bit later. Maybe now I can miss. And then that person starts to show up less. And then the next person starts to show up less. And then the next person starts to show up less. And before you know it, you're back to being a solo company all by yourself. It happens a lot, right? And some people are like, oh, I'd step in to say something. But would you? You know, and we'll give you an example, too, of um, with us, like COVID. COVID threw us, threw everybody off, right? Like for a minute there, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was happening. Working from home. It was we a handful of us got back into the office pretty quick within a few months of, of kind of all the pandemic stuff, you know, all the guidelines lifting. And it was a challenge to get people to reset and get back into the office. And our standards, actually, we were a high functioning, high standard team. And I'm the first to admit we let our standards lax a lot. And it took us quite a while to reset and get our standards back to a level like almost until the end of this year. Yeah, like right. two, two whole years, pretty much. Yeah. Two years, essentially. Three, I I guess three, because, yeah, during COVID, it slipped, and then 2021, Mm -hmm. 2022, and I feel like maybe three, four months ago, we started 
like course correct. Yeah, we did. And so and, and what happened there was that we let our standards really slip and we started making sense of people just showing up less, doing more from home. And but what was happening is our production wasn't increasing. So we had more people in our organization and we were doing about the same that we were doing with less people, far less people when our standards were very high. So we had a decision to make. It's it's we need to reenact and reinstate our standards and go back to what helped us get to the level we are currently at. And, and increase our standards. So that includes letting some people go, having some tough conversations with people, resetting the standards, and finding new people that want to uphold the standard in which we had in place, which a lot of that ties back into our core values too. What, is, what do we stand for as a company, and, and are our core values and our standards just something we have on the wall, or is it something we really live by? Because I think that's very important. It's one thing just to have a fancy, you know, here's my core values, my mission statement, my purpose statement, whatever you want to call it, but are you really living by that? Are you really upholding that? Are you holding your people accountable to those standards as well? Because when you hold people accountable to your standards, you're being tough on the standard, not on the person. And I think that and oftentimes is where people are like, oh, I don't want to be mean to this person or they're, they're nervous about it. Well, if your standards are clearly stated and, and everyone knows exactly what's expected of them and they're just not doing it. Well, it's much easier to have a conversation around that because you can go to them and say, listen, was the standard not clear? No, no, I know I was supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. Okay, why weren't you here? Well, I just didn't feel like getting up. Well, that's a work ethic issue. you know. Or maybe they don't see value in your meeting, and that's another conversation. We need to figure out, is your meeting valuable, or are you having a meeting just for the sake of having a meeting? If you're having a meeting just for the sake of having a meeting and no one's finding value in it, well, then that's a different conversation where you need to start looking at ways to increase value to get people to want to show up and not waste their time. Because just having hour-long meetings for no reason, it could be a five-minute meeting if it's impactful enough, People are going to show up. They're going to want to be here because they're getting value from that. So I think that's super important as well. Where do you see from a standard perspective, Joe? Yeah, I think it all ties together, the standards and the core values and the culture. Because I think if you don't have any core values, then it's impossible to have standards. And if you don't have any standards, then it's impossible to have core values. They all kind of tie hand in hand. And I think the biggest thing is, like you said, if you will let one person slip on the standards slash core values, then your culture just basically dissipates and you yeah. have nothing at all. Yeah. And, and I think especially with the leadership, because we've even experienced this too, where you know if you have people in a leadership position and they're not upholding the standard, it spreads like cancer the fastest it possibly could because then everybody who follows that person or who you know works with that leadership, even people across the board, they see that a person in a higher position is not upholding the standard, so immediately – they're going to follow suit and do the exact same thing, even though that person who's in the leadership position might be getting still the same results that they used to get, you know, or better results than the rest of the people. But people will look up to that and say, hey, they're doing this and they're getting better results or they're making more money. So that means if I go and do this now, then I can get better results or I can make more money. And we've seen it happen to a lot of people where, you know, they try to do that and they end up quitting or mm -hmm. they end up having horrible months or horrible quarters where they don't see any results and it happens a lot so i think it's very important to uh, catch the problem quickly and make sure that you correct it like michael said you either let that person go immediately if they can't follow the core values or the standards or you have a talk with them and you say hey we got to fix this it has to change immediately because this is our core value or this is our standard and if it doesn't then you have to course correct and keep going because i think people get caught up with certain people that oh i really like this person they're a great guy, but really you're not in business or not building a company to have friends. You're building it to make money and to solve a problem or 
provide a service. So at the end of the day, it's all about having the best people and the best positions that are going to do the job the best. So it's not just about being friends or having a relationship with people. It's like, yes, those things are important, but what comes first is the standard and the culture. Yeah, totally does. And that's where people have a big misconception with that too. They think that, oh, we're all friends first. No, we're actually, we're colleagues. We're work friends. we're We're friends. Absolutely. And we can still be friends outside of this. And when we're at work, we have to uphold our standards. We have to live by our core values. We have to work because at the end of the day, if there's not profit coming in, well, guess what? We're going to still be friends with no money. We'll be friends under an overpass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants that. So to your point, it's all about, one, it's set the standard. Do you have a standard in place? And what do you want your company to look like? Because our standards may be drastically different from your standards. And it's okay. What do you want your company to look like? So I think that's step one. What, what standards do you uphold for yourself? So I think that's the first thing that you need to realize is what are my standards that I uphold for myself? And what do I expect other people to do? Or am I setting unrealistic, uh, unrealistic expectations by setting certain standards for people that I'm never going to do myself? Because that's a big thing too. If I've never lead generated, say, for three hours a day, and I expect my team to lead generate every single day for three hours a day, but I've never done it, is that a fair expectation to ask of people? I don't think so. Because I'm not willing to do it myself. But I could say, well, I'm paying you to do this. Well, if I've never done it myself, I'm never going to know what kind of pitfalls and what kind of challenges and everything like that they're going to have. But, but am I prepared to go step in there and do it myself? Am I prepared to sit there and do it with them and continue to do that? Well, that's a standard I can put in place. If I can say, listen, I've lead generated every single day for the last five years for three hours a day. Here's the results I've gotten. Or whatever time frame you'll do, an hour a day, whatever it is. Well, that's a standard I can put in place that I can hold hold accountable to. Because I can say, look, I know what you're going through. I've done this. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get on the phone. You're going to get rejected. You're going to start having doubt. And if you continue to practice scripts, let's let's script more. Let's do more things here. Let's continue to get better. Well, then that's a standard in place. So one, what are your standards for yourself? What are your standards for your team members? And then how are you holding them accountable? And more importantly, when they're not upholding the standard, how are you correcting that, course correcting that quickly and not letting it just, because I'll give you an example with us. I mean, we let things slide for far too long in my opinion we let things slide and just kind of swept it under the rug and sales were good and things were going okay and it's like well they're not really upholding the standards but we're still profitable we're making money we're making more money than where we were last year where business is up and that's not the way you want to build a company correctly you want to especially when times are good you want to hold people tough to the standard because when times get bad and market shift and market corrections happen your team's going to be better prepared the people that are the most prepared and that, that uphold standards and stay consistent and do the things consistently every single day, those are the people that are going to be prepared for a shifting market. And everybody else that wants to sit home and not do anything and work a little bit and do the bare minimum, well, guess what? They're going to be out of the business. So just because you're profitable and you're making money and let's just say you're succeeding because of the market doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. So make sure you keep your standards in place. Make sure that you continue to hold people accountable to those standards so that if times do get tough and when markets change, and it will happen, it always does. People are seeing it right now. The market's shifting. The economy's uncertain. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. The people that are upholding their standards and living by them are the people that are going to thrive, and everybody else is going to be getting out of the business. Absolutely. And if you look at like any type of great sports team in history, or even right now, whenever they play a team that's not subpar to them or not very good, and they're beating them very bad, what do you see them do? They keep executing. They keep the standard. They keep trying to score. They keep, keep playing great defense. They don't really let off. I think it's the same thing with business or with life. Even if the score is great for you right now, it doesn't mean it's always going to be that way because you might play that team tomorrow that's very good 
or that's just as good as you. And if you let your standard, you know, slip the day before with the other team that's not as good as you, you're just building the habit of having that poor standard. So yeah. I think it's important that no matter what the score is, you have to keep the standard because yeah. it's easy to re- get really lax in those good times, but winter's always going to come and you're always going to have to make it through winter. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's easy to become complacent. Good is the enemy of great. We start thinking about it. Well, things are good. Things are going well. Everything's moving in the right direction. And that's what separates companies, though, from being really, really great. Like, how do you become a truly great company? It's knowing what you want, knowing what standards you want, and then bringing people into your organization that are going to live by those standards and not be the people where it's like, why are you late today? Well, I didn't feel like getting up. Because there are people like that out there. And so you have to make a determination of, is that the person for you? Now, if you're a person that doesn't wake up until 10 o'clock every day, you probably shouldn't have a standard where you <laughs> expect everybody else in the company to be there at 8. I think that's the biggest thing right there because I think it's a lot of people will get angry at their, their people or the people that they work with for not upholding the standard. And the first thing I think you should always do is look internally at yourself and mm-hmm. say, well, am I upholding the standards? Because if you're not upholding the standards, then your team's never going to uphold the standards. Right. Because a lot of times, like you said, they'll ask people to do things they've never done mm-hmm. or aren't willing to do. So I think the first step is look internally and say, hey, am I following my own standards or the company's standards? Because if not, that's the first problem. You have to correct that before you even talk to anybody else. Yeah, agreed. So just think about that. Like, Don't expect people to get here at 8 if you want to show up at 11. You know, if you want to leave at two every day and you expect everybody else to stay till five, we need, we need to be thinking about that. Now, and some people say, well, I've earned the right to leave and this and that. Yeah, I agree. Once you have the structure in place, but if you have two employees, right, and you want to just work two hours a week, well, your company's probably not going to grow. As you get bigger and bigger and bigger and you find people to replace yourself and you start stepping out of the day-to-day or, you know, leadership roles of the organization, that's a different story. But the, again, you're never going to get to that point unless you start putting standards in place now and really knowing where do you want your business to go? Because I think that for a lot of people too is not having a vision for where they want their business to go. They think about this year. Here's my yearly goal. This is what we want to do this year. Well, what do you want your business to look like five years from now, 10 years from now? Do you have an organizational chart built out that shows people too, because here's an important issue is what is your vision for the company? And you want to preach that vision constantly to your people in your organization. But more importantly, you want to show them how that vision is going to benefit them. Because at the end of the day, they don't really care if you do $100 million in sales if they don't know how it's going to directly benefit them. They will care if you're hitting $100 million in sales if they know that that metric is going to help increase their lifestyle, make their lifestyle better, add more leverage in their life, make things better for them, increase their income. Then then that's a way people can start to get behind things. So core values, mission statement, where are you taking your company, where are you going, what values do you have in your place, what standards do you have in place, how are you holding people accountable to those standards, and are they really standards or are they just something that you have on paper that sound good, that you're never going to uphold, that you're never going to hold people accountable to? Because if that's the case, don't have any standards at all. Just bring everybody in that you want, let them do whatever they want, and see how well that works. I promise you it won't work well. We've tried it. We've tried it, yeah, yeah. We went from super militant with our standards to very, very lax right after COVID. And we went from one end of the spectrum to the other. And our company grew and our sales didn't. Way more people, company grew from the standpoint of, of headcount. Way more people way more payroll, way more people in the office, way more office space, and sales stayed flat. So that's an indication, too, that more headcount doesn't necessarily mean more profit. Oh, I just need to go, because I hear this a lot, too. If I could just go recruit 50 agents to my brokerage, we would sell, and each one sold 10 houses, would be at 500 units. Well, chances are those 50 agents or whatnot might sell one house, if that. 
right? If there's no standard in place and no system in place and no training in place and no, no value in place and nowhere to show them how to go succeed. So it's not about just, let's just bring a bunch of people on and see what happens. It's let's put the right process in place and the right standards in place and then hold people accountable to that standard so we can help them go succeed and go succeed in spite any market. doesn't matter if it's a buyer's market, a seller's market, a market where there's full of foreclosures, a market where interest rates are seven, eight percent. doesn't matter. Let's figure out a way to go thrive in spite of all of that. And the way we do that is by one, upholding the standard, having standards and bringing the right people in place that can live by those standards and that want to live by those standards because they see it as a way to improve their life. <music>